reading from Genesis. In the day that God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth and no vegetation of the field had yet sprung up, for God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then God formed a human from the dust of the ground and breathed into their nostrils the breath of life, and the human became a living being. And God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the human whom he had formed. Out of the ground God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four branches. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Bedelium and Ankh stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria, and the fourth river is the Euphrates. God took the human and put them in the Garden of Eden to till it and keep it. Word of God, word of life. Alan. Good morning. It's good to be with you this morning. Where are you from? It's a simple question, probably one you've asked and answered so many times before. It's a question you might ask when you're making a connection with someone new. Commonalities can be discovered and connections formed just by knowing origins. Where are you from? For years, as a single adult, I kept my great-grandmother's wooden trunk in the corner of my living room. It was so unimpressive in size and in condition, but it was special to me because of the story it held. At the age of 16, unbelievably just a few years older than my son is now, My great-grandmother Ingeborg left her family farm in Norway and boarded a ship for America with all she had to her name in a small trunk. I don't know much about her early life. Sometimes I wish I knew more. I wish I could open up that trunk and hear her stories spill out. What was it like for her to travel all that way on her own? What was it like for her to start her life over in Duluth, Minnesota, cleaning houses for wealthy families? She was so young, and it seems to me so disconnected from all she had known and loved before. So where am I from, I wondered this week. Am I from White Bear Lake? the neat little house on the cul-de-sac where I spent most of my childhood, or am I from a failing potato farm somewhere in Norway and the spirit of a teenage girl who traveled to America all on her own to make a new start? Perhaps I am from both places and all those in between. 
We are a people of story. Our stories connect us to the past, to the present, to the future. Our stories connect us to God because our stories are all part of God's story. And our stories so quickly reveal a truth about humankind that we long to be in relationship with God, with one another, and with creation. The ancestors of our faith, that great cloud of witnesses who came before us, knew all about this. They told stories to one another about God's creative work and our collective calling in the world. They told sacred tales and myth and poetry and disseminated all of it by word of mouth across the centuries. And eventually they wrote it down and bound it into what would become the Bible, our sacred text. Can you imagine a boy from ancient Israel asking a group of his elders, where am I from? And hearing repeated in the same some version of the text we heard from Alan this morning, you, my child, were made from the dust of the ground, molded into being like clay, given life by God's own breath. You come from the same dirt God used to grow every tree, and from the same mud God used to shape every animal and every bird. You come from the land of a flowing river that divides into four each headwater, bringing abundance to the ground it nourishes. That same ground, my child, you are indebted to serve. The ground out of which you and all of creation were made. Where are we from? Our creation story this morning points not to our independence, but to our interdependence. Not to our difference, but to our connectedness. Not to our dominion over, but to our indebtedness and service to one another. In fact, if we are to root our identities in anything from our text this morning, it's that we are not meant to be alone. We are made for relationship. Our loving God, who by this account created us by breathing into our nostrils the breath of life, calls us to exhale that same breath into one another and into the world. Every fall in the church feels a little like starting over, but perhaps this fall more than ever as we wonder what church will be like post-pandemic. And that's why as we regather, we return to the promise of our baptism, which when you think about it, is simply the promise to be in relationship with God and with one another. We promise in baptism to know one another, to celebrate one, one another. And so we start here this morning with name tags to begin to connect names with unmasked faces again. 
We start with questions like, where are you from, that invite the telling of story. And we begin with the simple gift given and received of relationship. Some of you maybe read a recent article in the Star Tribune about all the ways that churches are attempting to beckon people back to church. Some of the ideas are interesting. They include disc golf, axe throwing, archery shooting, and my personal favorite, come to church on Rally Sunday Get your ticket for a chance to dunk your pastors in the dunk tank. (laughs) Some of you might like to see that last one. I don't know. But it shows, doesn't it, that we are all searching and longing for connection with one another after such a long time away. As you drove into church this morning, you didn't see any petting zoos in the parking lot or dunk tanks. But what you will notice, I hope, as we move throughout fall, is a recentering on relationship. A recentering in scripture that speaks into simple human questions and invites us into deeper connections with one another. As Pastor Beth wrote this week, questions are the seeds of discovery. Questions are the seeds of story and the seeds of connection. One afternoon, just a few months after I began my call here at Mount Olivet, I reached out to a very active member of our community. With all the volunteering she did, I asked her if she would suggest some others who might be willing to help me with a project. Her response has stuck with me over all these months. No, she said, honestly, I come to church and I do my work, but I don't really know anyone anymore. What I realized in that moment is that it is possible to feel disconnected from our community while at the very same time being a vital part of the community. So as I woke up early this morning, I felt a little like the beginning of school or the start of something new. So this fall, I pray for God's breath of new life after we have been apart from one another for so long. May we breathe that same life into others by simply showing up in these weeks of turning temperatures and turning leaves. May we turn to greet new and old friends. May we turn to listen to story. May we turn to appreciate the holy, the breath of God in another. Amen.